welcome you tonight to Winning Wednesday. You know, it doesn't matter what challenge the enemy brings your way. You have been destined to win. And sometimes we have to remind ourselves of that, that we are winners. We are champions. We are triumphant. We are victorious. Sometimes you might need to take that and write that down like on some sticky notes and put it around in different places in your, in your house or in your car or, or, or wherever your, your workplace, wherever you might be. Because, you know, discouragement comes. The enemy brings discouragement. He brings challenges our way. And sometimes we feel completely overwhelmed. And we have to remind ourselves of the promises of God. You know, one of my favorite sayings is uh, those that have heard my ministry before, they're probably sick of hearing it, but it's a little quote. It's not a scripture. It's a quote a minister gave in a service when I was young, and he said, write it down in your Bible. And when I did, I, I, I kept it there, and I have gone over it all these years. I was probably about maybe 10 or 11 years old at the time, and it said, God did not create me to fail, and he did not. He did not create you to fail. So you are destined to win. I believe that tonight on this Winning Wednesday broadcast that the Holy Spirit has got a word for you. That God's going to encourage you. He's going to bring peace to your situations, to the chaos, to the turmoil. If you're physically ill, that God is going to manifest healing on your behalf and that you're going to be walking in a supernatural breakthroughs and victories that he has assigned and destined for you to walk in. So open up your heart as we begin to share tonight. My husband... Um, you know, did the majority of the sharing last night, and he probably will again tonight as we're dealing with the topic of the supernatural. He's got a lot of scriptures and things that he'll be bringing us through in this teaching tonight. You know, and the word of God can never fail. It can never lie. And it is our foundation that we base our walk with God on. And no matter what comes your way, you can always hold fast to the word of God. And so we, uh, we, we try to put all the verses that are mentioned in the uh, stream so that after the broadcast, if you want to go back and write those down and look them up, that you'll have them. And so we want you to dig into the word, study the word to show yourself approved. It's what the Bible says. And so we want you to be, you know, fat on the word, so to speak. You know, um, just right before we come on air, we've had some prayer requests that's come in. And, and uh, if you have a prayer request that you want us to pray with you about, if you would write in on Facebook and, and let us know, and, and uh, we'll be glad to pray with you about that. I have one where my, uh, my dad's brother, uh, Jim, has COVID-19, and one of his daughters has it, and um, we, he needs prayer. They put him on a ventilator today, and and uh, he needs a miracle in his yes, life. And yes, so, he does. if you would join with us in prayer with them, and then all the other prayer requests that have come in, um, we need to pray for them that God would move on them and minister to them. So, if you have a prayer request, write it in. We'd be glad to pray with you about that. Definitely. We, we're we're dealing in, uh, tonight with the light <coughs> in the spirit. And uh, dealing with supernatural ministry, Jesus is our example. Jesus walked in this world, and and uh, miracles were taking place, seems like on a daily basis as he walked in. There was a, a phase where that you you never heard much about him except a baby that was born, but then he grew into a man, and then he started walking the word of God out in his life. And he started seeing and started performing miracles through him. And those that were around him observed the miracles. Therefore, we have a lot of it that are written down in Scripture today that we can, that we can study and we can look at. And so this is our example. If we allow the example of Christ to be in us, then we take our step. We begin to move towards him by studying the word getting it in our heart, getting it in our life, and begin to step out on it. You know, the Word says that faith without works is dead. Uh, there's a lot of people that have a lot of works, but no faith, and there's a lot of people that have faith, and they have no works. So both of those are not in its right order. We need to have faith and works so that we can begin to perform what God has for us. Now, tonight we're going to begin to, to look at uh, how to understand 
uh, to cooperate with the Holy Spirit so that we can live in that supernatural realm. How to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. Um, we've learned in the past few sessions, I think this is um, session number five that we're doing on the supernatural, and we've gone through a lot of different uh, perspectives of the word, and tonight is just a little bit different perspective, but it also is still dealing with us as individuals, moving into a place that God can use us and perform his miracles through us. So, uh, so anyway, we've learned uh, to possess the supernatural and um, uh, a supernatural life through faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We understand that. We know that. But what I do with what I learn is what I have to apply uh, my faith to. I have to apply the faith, and I also have to do that work and let it work inside of me. The Holy Spirit is there to teach us all things as we walk in the Spirit. So He's there for us. He's there to instruct us. He's there to, to, to correct us. He's there to uh, bring insight. He's there to bring revelation to us. You know, I said last night that that head knowledge is great, but until it becomes heart revelation, it really, it's really hard to work with. It's really hard to, to uh, see the work of God working through our lives. So it has to drop down in our heart and become a part of our life. The word says, out of the abundance of man's heart, his mouth speaks. So when you're looking at that, you begin to understand that whatever is in the heart of man, it begins to come forward. So if we put the Word of God in our life and we meditate, as it says in Joshua chapter uh, 1, verse 8, we meditate on it day and night, then we actually become a part of that Word. That Word gets in us, and then we, as individuals, we can't help but talk about it. We can't help but release it out of us and begin to share it with others. So out of the abundance of man's heart, his mouth begins to speak, or he begins to do what's in his heart. We're going to do what's in our heart. We're going to portray what's in our heart. The Holy Spirit is part of the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yet, they're all one. So when we, when we see that God comes into our life, when we accept Christ in our life, that we get the whole package. We get the Holy Spirit. We get the Father. All of that comes in when we accept Christ as our Lord and Savior. Jesus had the full measure of the Spirit while he was yet on earth and was living a living example um, for every Christian to follow. So his life is the portrait of how we need to look in our life. That makes sense to us. So uh, uh, to, to cooperate with the Holy Spirit to the full extent, Jesus always did, did what the Father told him to do. We need to do the same thing also. So whatever the Word tells us, we need to do that. We need to follow in the footsteps of Christ and have the Word so ingrained in our heart that it becomes second nature in our actions. It becomes second nature in our thoughts. There was perfect unity between the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Once Christ ascended on high, He sent His Holy Spirit as a paraclete. <coughs> I didn't say a parakeet, a paraclete, okay? Or one called alongside. In other words, he's supposed, he, he is there alongside of us so that we can accomplish the heavenly vision through every believer. We can accomplish that as a believer through our life because the Holy Spirit has come alongside of us to help perform those things even as was with Jesus, Jesus was full of the Holy Spirit. You say, well, this Holy Spirit didn't come until after. Holy Spirit's been here all the time. In fact, in the beginning, he hovered over the seas. He hovered over the... The Holy Spirit has been here all the time. So yes. it's not just a New Testament thing. Amen. That all of a sudden now the Holy Spirit's appeared. Right. He's been here because he's part of the Father. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So, so he's been here all the time. But when Jesus ascended... He sent the Holy Spirit to come and stand alongside of us to walk with us. So as believers, we should not seek the advice of ungodly, okay? A house divided against itself can't stand. 
So, so, so what, what are you saying about that? Uh, we, we have a lot of friends in our life, and everybody has opinions. But I have to separate myself from the opinions of ungodly so it doesn't encroach upon my own spirit. It doesn't mean that there are some good moral people that have good structure in their life, and I throw that away. And that's not what it's talking about. It's talking about ungodliness. It's talking about sinful nature. It's talking about um, taking on that spirit and trying to incorporate that in with the Holy Spirit. It doesn't work. It doesn't gel. So I have to, I have to keep myself pure in order to walk in the Holy Spirit. I have to keep myself pure to, and, and, and not allow unholy things to come into my life. Does that make sense? So in other words, I can't just go in, turn on the television, and watch anything that comes on television because there's things that are on television that are ungodly that can, that can get into my spirit. I can't just go to the computer and Google and search things and open up a door for things in my life that doesn't need to be there. Right. Because a house divided against itself is not going to be able to stand. It's not going to be able to function in what God wants us to function in. Right. Is that making sense? If it's making sense, give me a thumbs up or something with that. A house divided against itself cannot stand. We should cooperate with the Holy Spirit to allow him to guide us into all truth. The, the, the word of God is truth. And he's going to guide us into the word, and, and we're going to get the revelation of that word so that I can walk in that in my natural life. I, ho I hope I'm making sense of what I'm saying. I, I'm, I'm trying to, to uh, dissect this thing so we can, we can move into what God has for us as individuals <clears throat> and also corporately as the body of Christ. So as believers, we should not allow ungodly things to come into our life that now encroaches upon or fights against what we have with the Holy Spirit and His Word. So I have to guard myself. So 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3-5 through 5 says, The weapons of a warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Then it goes in, and Paul begins to... To, to masterfully begins to speak and says, look, you have a way of thinking and the process of that is going to go through your mind and then when, you, when it lingers in your mind, eventually if it's left unchecked, it's going to drop into your heart. It's going to get into your soul. So he says, anything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, cast it down, taking captive every thought to the obedience of Christ Casting down imaginations, okay? So it's telling us that in our thought life, it's very important that we think on the things of God and not allow the things of this world to get into our spirit. Right. That makes sense, okay? So, so in order to cooperate with the, spirit, with the Holy Spirit we, we, and to allow Him to guide us into all truth, the Holy Spirit will not speak of his, on his own, but he will speak only what he hears from the Father. Mm -hmm. This is what Jesus did. Jesus says, when you hear me, you hear what my Father says. Years ago, years ago, there was a, a hat that came out, a wristbands that came out, WWJD. What would Jesus do? Jesus, is, in his life, is showing us what the Father wanted him to do and showing us what the Father wants us to do by the actions that he went through. He says, when you hear me speak, you're hearing my Father speak. When you see the things that I do, you're seeing what my Father would do. So Holy Spirit now comes, and, and when he begins to speak to us, he's only going to speak to us what the Father is saying. He's not going to speak of his own. <laughs> this is what the Word says. And the only way to reach our full potential in Christ is by de demolishing Every argument and pretense that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and takes captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Is, is that making sense? 
And, and I'm probably going to say that several times tonight. Is that making sense? It's not, it's not that I'm unsure of what, what I know. It's unsure of am I communicating this at the place where that we can grab a hold of it. We've got two, two worlds. <clears throat> we've got the world that God dwells in, and we've got this world that we live in, which Lucifer is the prince and the power of the air. If I allow the influence of the enemy, no matter what it might be, and, and it takes charge and takes precedent over what the Holy Spirit is speaking to me, then I have now submitted myself to what he is saying. But if I allow the word of God to get in me and I allow myself to submit to the Holy Spirit and do what he tells me to do, then I'm submitting myself to this kingdom mindset where that I'm not allowing sinful nature to come in and influence my life. <coughs> I'm allowing the presence of God to influence my life. The Holy Spirit is a perfect gentleman. He is not going to encroach or force you to do something that you don't want to do. So we, so we look at it and we say, in order for me to come into alignment with him, because he is not going to force himself on me, then it comes to a place of submission for me. And I have to submit myself to the Holy Spirit. He encourages us to bring every thought into obedience. This is what Paul was saying, but it's by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. He encouraged us to take every thought into obedience, but we will, he will not force us to do it or do it for us. You know, a lot, a, a lot of times we want, it would, it would be so easy if this took place, if God would come down and shake out of our mind every thought that he doesn't want there, that we don't need. But that's not how he works. <clears throat> he wants us to do our part. And when I submit myself to the Holy Spirit and become obedient to the Holy Spirit, then I'm able to take charge over my life and over my thoughts. Right. I'm convinced of this. If I want, if I want something, just say a habit that's in my life that, that I don't need and I don't want, that brings me down a wrong path. If I don't want that habit in my life, then the way to change that is to change the way we think, to change the atmosphere in our mind so that I'm not tempted in that area. Paul says that he has to renew his mind daily. And he washes it with the word of God. He washes his mind with the word of God. Uh, the, the other day I was, I was doing some work and man, when I was finished, my shirt was just gritty and grimy and dirty. And um, I had to bring it in and wash it. And I had to bring, get some extra soap and put it in there so I could get it out. <laughs> and put it in the washing machine and let it tumble, let it move, let it, let it get soaked. And it went through t a couple of cycles there in order to get all that grit, that grime out. Many times in our mind, we have things that don't need to be there. Yeah. So as a, as a result of having that there, it's going to interfere in our belief system. It's going to interfere with the belief system that lines up with God's word. And then condemnation comes in or guilt comes in. Yeah. And, and we can't move on what God's saying because our mind is so... Uh, impacted with all this stuff that we have to take time to dig in, begin to read the word, begin to study and begin to cleanse our mind so that we can think clearly. Hmm. You know, in our world today, there's so much that's going on. There's so much that's being said, so much that's being done that, that we have, we have to, I have to wash my mind or my mind goes in the wrong direction. You know, so take for, an, for example here, I can't watch violent movies. And the reason I can't watch violent movies is because I have a tendency, if I'm not watching and, and keeping myself uh, uh, right before God, I have a tendency to have anger rule in my life. So I have to watch what I watch. <laughs> Or 
it, it has a, a tendency of getting on me. Okay, certain music, you know, um, I, when, I was, when I was a teenager, I would listen to various different bands and di various different groups, and, and boom, that beat would get you, but the lyrics riding on that, man, it would get me where I was pumped up and, and frustrated and angry and didn't know what to do, and, 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 it, and it began to come out in my life until I realized what was going on, and now... When I, when I hear something, when I see something, I have to wash my mind to keep myself in order or I can get out of order. So the Holy Spirit is a perfect gentleman and, and he encourages us to bring every thought into obedience. I have to do that. I have to, when something comes up on TV, turn it off, change the channel, go in another room. Do something to get away from it so that those thoughts won't entrap me. And then after that, I have to get into a prayer time and reading the word to wash and cleanse my mind. Because if I don't, a seed has been planted. And if I'm not cleansing it out, then that seed will take root and grow something in me that I don't need to grow in me. That makes sense. So... So he will not force us to do anything or do it for us. The Holy Spirit has come to bear witness of the truth. He does, he, he does this with miracles, signs, wonders, confirming God's word in us, through us, and walking in the supernatural is evident through pro proclamation of the word of God and demonstration of of his power through our life. I'm going to go into some scriptures here just to back up what we've said here. Uh, in Mark chapter 16, verse 12, it says, After that they that he appeared in, in another form unto, unto them, as they walked, he went into the country. And they went and told it unto the residue. Neither believed they them. Afterwards, he appeared unto the eleven, talking about the disciples, as they sat at meat and unbridleth, uh, uh, brided, uh them with their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. So this is after the death, burial, and now the resurrection. And Jesus now is appearing to people here on earth and, and he's revealing to them, but he has a message for them. And he said unto them, go ye into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And the signs and these signs shall follow them that believe. Now, now this is very clear in the word that there should be signs that follow the people that believe on Jesus Christ and have received them, received him in their life. Okay? It says, And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and they shall drink any deadly thing, and it shall not hurt them. And they shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. These are supernatural events that take place in a believer's life if you can connect yourself and your faith knowing that as a believer, whoever believes, you can walk in this. It's not just the evangelist. It's not just the pastor. Not just a prophet. Not just an apostle. Not just a teacher. It's not just a, a, a minister in church. But every believer should be walking in the supernatural. It, show, it says so in verse um, 19, So then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat at the right hand of God, and they went forth and preached everywhere, and the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Now, that's something that, that, that would be a good passage for us to sit, meditate on, Day and night, read it, allow it to get inside of you, allow it to work in you and allow your faith to attach itself to it and then take accompanying scriptures that would talk about 
Jesus, how he went out and began to heal people, how the, the apostles went out and healed people. You say, well, that's the apostles and that's Jesus. But I just read you the promise here that these signs shall follow them that believe. So here's the question. Do you believe? Amen. Do you believe to the extent what the word says or are you believing or are we believing what people's opinions are that miracles don't work today or healing is not for us today? You say, if I buy into that doctrine, then it, it crosses out this right here. It says signs and wonders should follow them that believe. Mm -hmm. So I have to, I have to take that. Um, I have to take that evil thought even though it is coming out of a church environment. But it's a belief system that people have bought into, and I think it's, it's bought into from some because they don't want to pay the price that it takes to walk in that demonstration. So it's easier to be critical of what the Word says, but when we're critical, we're coming against what God's Word has. Right. So when the Word tells me, and I'm just reading this literally, <laughs> And these signs shall follow them that believe. Right. I don't know how much clearer we can get with that. It, when, when I look at the word and I believe his word, then mm. these things will begin to happen in my life. Amen. Now, there are things that I have to do, things I prepare myself for. There's things that I purge myself of in my thinking. You know, it, it, I think the, the, the word tells us that the battleground is in the mind. Yes. And if I can conquer my thoughts, then I can conquer my life. If I can conquer what goes on between these two ears here, then I can conquer what goes down into my soul and affects how I live, either good or bad. In Luke chapter 24, I want to focus on verse 49, but I want to go start with verse 44. And he said unto them, these are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in Psalms concerning me. Then open up he their understanding. This is, this is what we have to have. We have to have the Holy Spirit begin to open up our understanding. This is why it's crucial that we understand that the Holy Spirit has been given for, to us for today. It wasn't just for, in the book of Acts chapter 2, for the apostles. It wasn't just for the early church. It's for the church of the living God. That, that means it's for us today. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and here he is, he, he's saying, um, to understand that, that they might understand the scriptures. They open up their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. So when we pray, we're praying for ourselves, God, open my eyes that I can see, open my understanding that I can grab a hold of this word and let it come alive to me. So when I'm reading the word, when I'm studying the word, and when I'm praying, I'm praying, God, open up my understanding. Yes. Give me the revelation that I need right. that I can walk in what your promises are. Amen. Open up their understanding that they might understand the scriptures and said unto them, thus it is written. And thus it, is beho it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day. And that repentance and remission of sins should be could be preached in his name among all nations being at Jerusalem and, and ye are witness of these witness of these things. So he's saying to the disciples, Hey man, you observed all of this. You walked with me, you saw me and now you're seeing me again. And now it's being fulfilled. Verse 49 and behold, I send, I send the promise of my father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. What is he talking about here? He's talking about the Holy Spirit coming upon our life to be with us and to stand by us so that we can fulfill the promises that God has given. And one of the promises that I read to you is, is out of Mark chapter 16 that says, and if you believe, these signs and wonders shall follow. Mm -hmm. Or these signs and wonders shall follow those that believe. 
That's a promise that God has, you know? Amen. And it's for every one of us as a believer, if you want that, if you, if you want to pursue that. Folks, I, I want to pursue that. I want that working in my life. I look at verse, um, verse 50. And he led them out as far as Bethany, and he lifted up his, his hands and blessed them. And it came to pass while he blessed them that he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. And they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem uh, with great joy and were continually in the temple praising and blessing God. Wow. You know, right now we have this COVID issue that's taking place, and we don't gather the way we used to, but we have this temple in this tabernacle that we can worship from, and we can worship in our homes where Amen. we live, where we reside. We can worship in our car. We can worship at, at work. We can worship no matter where we are out of this temple. Yes. We live in this temple. Amen. This temple that we have is a temple of God. It's a temple of the Holy Spirit. And we don't want to do anything to offend or to run him off. Mm -hmm. Now, just a few more scriptures here. Bear with me here. John chapter 1, verse 14. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. It's talking about Jesus. The word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And, and we beheld his glory and the glory as of the only begotten of the Father. In other words, when they saw the glory that was on Jesus, it looked just like what was on the Father. So we know that Jesus came from the Father because he looked just like him. Full of grace and truth, John bare witness of him and cried, saying, This was he of whom I spake. He that cometh after me is preferred, preferred before me, for he was before me, even though, even though Jesus came on the scene after John the Baptist was already in operation, John the Baptist is recognizing that Jesus was in the beginning. He was there when all the earth and everything else was formed, that Jesus and the Holy Spirit was there. And this is what he's saying here, even though he was before me. And of his fullness have all we received the grace and grace for grace, for the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. No man hath seen God at any time, the only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he has declared him. So John the Baptist here is speaking how important it is that Christ has come to redeem us, to deliver us, and what he was preaching about in his repentance message now has access, we have access by Jesus' appearance and his death, burial, and his resurrection. John chapter 3, verse 34. For he whom God hath sent speaketh the words of God, for God giveth not the Spirit by measure unto him, the Father loveth the Son, and hath given all things in, into his hand. He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, and he that believeth not on the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. So John is really clear in his message that there's two areas here. We need Christ in our life. And if we don't accept Christ in our life, there is, a, there is a damnation that takes place in eternity for those that don't receive him. I want Christ in my life. Do you want Christ in your life? John 14, verse 20, uh, 26 is where I want to focus, but I'm going to start with verse 23. Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. In other words, he's going to come with his father and take up housekeeping in the life of the individual that loves him. He that loveth me not keepeth not my sayings. And the word which ye hear is not mine, but the father which sent me. Here he is again saying, when you hear what I'm saying... It's, it's actually the Father's words, the one that sent me. That's who I'm, I'm speaking of, and that's who I'm declaring his words over 
the world. These things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you, but the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things. Yes. So here it's important that we have the Holy Spirit and it's important that we embrace the Holy Spirit, part of the Godhead, but yet it's all one with God, okay? And bringing all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you, peace I leave with you and peace I give to you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled. But this is a word for our times that we're in right now. Let, your not, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Ye have heard how I said unto you, I go away and come again unto you. If ye loved me, ye would rejoice because I said, I go unto my father, for my father is greater than I. And now I have told you before, it come to pass that when it is come to pass, ye might believe hereafter. I will not talk much with you, for the prince of this world cometh and hath nothing in me, but that the world may know that I love the Father. Yes. And as the Father gave me commandments, even so I do arise, let us go hence. This is, this is if, you, if you read chapter 14 and, uh, and chapter 15, you'll begin to get a true understanding of what God, Jesus is trying to say to us. He says, I am the true vine in chapter 15, and my father is the husbandman, and every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And each branch that beareth fruit, he pruneth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. It, it, the word says in, in Genesis, for us to have dominion, to multiply, to subdue, and to be fruitful. Jesus is saying, look, there's some areas in, in our lives that's going to be clipped off. So don't worry about the clippings because when, when those areas are clipped off that, that don't need to be there, then it's going to start bearing fruit in areas that you were not bearing fruit in prior to that moment. I'm going to kind of skip through some of these passages here and get to John chapter 15, verse 26. But when the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceedeth from the Father, he shall testify of me, and ye also shall bear witness, because ye have been with me from the beginning. Now, he's speaking to his disciples. But this word didn't die when he went to heaven to sit at the right hand of the Father to pray for you and I, to intercede for you and I. That word is still alive. He's still speaking through his word to you and I today, even though he's not walking in this natural life as a human. He's, he's here by the Spirit of God, but the word of God is with us, and as we study the word of God, it should bring the revelation of who we are, who the Holy Spirit is within us. And now we begin to walk in the power that Christ walked in because what he, he says, what the Father has given to me, now I give unto you. Acts chapter 1 verse 8, <laughs> verse 6, it, it says, When they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, Wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own power. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. All right, let's look at that one more time. But ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. When I read this word, just as he was speaking to the apostles and to the disciples, I look at this by faith, believing he's speaking to me also. That the Holy Spirit is for me, even to the uttermost parts of the earth. And I'm going to be a witness unto, unto him 
by the demonstration and power that operates and moves through my life. And folks, we need, in the times that we're living in, the demonstration and the power of God to work in us and through us. <clears throat> Romans chapter 12. I have two more verses here I'm going to read, and then I'm going to conclude this. I hope, hope you're getting something, and I hope you're taking notes here. Romans chapter 12. Verse 1, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Folks, I'm going to tell you, with, with, with all of what's the news that's on, on, on television, we have to wash our mind after that newscast is, is, is splattered out because these people are screaming and hollering on the news and not sharing news, they're screaming and trying to push it down our throat. And, and, and we don't know really anymore what truth is because they're so, it's so convoluted with everything else and opinions of people. I have to wash my mind with the word to keep myself straight before God. And, and even in that, it's a difficult thing to keep everything going straight in our lives. So we have to do this on a daily basis without, without missing a day. And many times in the day, we have to wash our mind. It goes on and says, be you transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what, that, what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You know, in my life, and I pray this is with you, that you want the perfect will of God to work in your life. And it takes work. It takes work because we're all human and we all make mistakes. We all misunderstand and we all perceive things based upon how we were raised or how we look at the word. We all perceive things in different ways. But when we have the word of God in us, then we begin to see what the truth is and the Holy Spirit begins to reveal to us how we need to walk. I want the perfect will of God in my life. For I say, verse 3, for I say, though the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of truth, of faith. Okay? So when it's saying soberly here, it's, 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 not, it's not talking about a, 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 a wine or whiskey or whatever being intoxicated with that you can't think straight on that. What it's saying, which is very true also, but it's saying don't get intoxicated with the things of this world that you can't think on what God is saying to you. Don't dilute the will of God that's in your life with the sayings of the world. I hope that's making sense with what I'm saying. For, for as we are many members, so think soberly, according to God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. For as we are many members in one body, if, if you are a believer, if you are a Christian, we're all one body. So, so it's, last night I talked about this just very briefly. It, it's, it's not in the kingdom of God, white, black, yellow, red. That's, that's not what he's talking about here. He's saying that if you're a believer, we're all one body no matter what color we are. We're all members of the kingdom of God, members of one body, and all members have not the same office, so we being many are one body in Christ and every in everyone members of one another. If we, if we could get that mm. in our life, then a lot of what we're dealing with in our society would diminish. Mm -hmm. But sadly... We don't have many people that are believers. We've got a, a world 
that needs to get saved. <laughs> so we need to focus on getting people saved and getting people delivered. In 1 John chapter 1, I'll begin to read in verse 1, but I want to look at verse 5. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life, for the life, for the life was manifested, and we have seen it, bear witness, and show unto you this eternal life, which was with the Father, and was manifested unto us. Verse 3, that which we have seen and heard and declared we unto you, that, that ye also may have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And this thing write ye unto you, that your joy may be full. Now when we're in Christ, and, and we begin to take on a kingdom mindset, it begins to extinguish a lot of anxiety in our life, and we're able to have joy in the midst of troubles. Verse 5. This then is the message which we, we have heard of him and declare unto you that, the, that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie. And do not, do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Christ Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. What, he, what we're talking about here is walking in the supernatural. And one of the keys to walking in the supernatural is having our life cleansed by the light of God and by the blood of Jesus. And when we have the light of God in us and someone else has the light of God in them, we can walk together because we're in the light of God. So I pray that in this message tonight, that, that we begin to start focusing on a kingdom mindset and not an earthly mindset. Allowing the presence of God to deal with our prejudice, to deal with the darkness that is inside of our soul or the sin that's inside of us or the iniquity that's in us, that we begin to allow him to help cleanse us of all unrighteousness and all filthiness that we have picked up through the years and let our hearts begin to move and be happy and be joyful in him because he has set us free. But not stopping there, but taking what God has given to us as individuals and begin to share that with others so that they can see the joy, not the hypocrisy of religion, but the joy of the light of God in our life. There's a difference between religion and relationship. Religion is only the sign that says Jesus this way. We take that detour and follow and read his word and study, and we get under tutors to teach us and to show us, but the Holy Spirit gives us revelation, mm -hmm. and we, we receive Christ as our Lord and Savior, and we begin to grow in the kingdom a new creature in Christ Jesus. The word says, old things are passed away and behold. When that word behold comes up, it says, pay attention. All things have become new. In other words, my heart changes. And when my heart changes, I have to harness my thinking mm -hmm. so that my thinking begins to change. Mm -hmm. And whatever habits I may have, when my thinking begins to change, I'm able to turn loose of those habits because I'm filling it with the presence of God and I'm washing my mind with the word which helps me fight against those things that I don't need in my life. Mm -hmm. 
If you're needing a breakthrough in your life, allow your mind to be cleansed with the Word of God. Spend more time reading and praying. Spend more time in the presence of God and let His light so shine on you that things that you're not even aware of is illuminated mm -hmm. in your life so you can remove them. Right. This evening before I came into service, I'm asking God, God, illuminate things in me that I'm not aware of that may have crept in through time, through frustrations, through times of anger, through influences. Help me get that out of me so I can be what you want me to be and shine on my life. When you start asking God to start shining on your life, buddy, he's going to shine on your life. But yet when he shines and reveals things in your life and the Holy Spirit begins to nudge you because he's upside, he's up next to us, he's walking with us, and he's going to nudge you and say, hey, pay attention right here. Then be obedient and deal with it. Get it out of your life so that you can walk closer with God. I hope that this has helped you tonight, and I hope that you go back and study the Word. I hope you took notes. If not, go back through the rebroadcast, take the Scriptures, study them, ask the Holy Spirit to, to, to guide you and illuminate the Scripture to you, and make sure I'm teaching you right. Go back and verify what I'm teaching you, if it's the Word of God or not the Word of God. I believe it's the Word. And I believe that when we trust in him by studying the word and praying, he's going to illuminate our life as individuals. And we're not going to look so much at the fault that's in someone else, but we're going to start getting the, the, the beam out of our eye so we can see clearly. Sometimes in life, we've been raised in situations or circumstances that we've allowed things to get in our focus and we can't see people how God sees them. Therefore, we can't treat them how God wants us to treat them because we've got blinders in our eyes that's preventing us from seeing what God really wants us to see. And the only way that we can get that out of our life is to have the light of God shine on us to show us the error of our ways and then we begin to remove that by the washing of the word in our mind, in our heart, so that we begin to be purified by God, purified by his Holy Spirit. Now, I know I've thrown a lot out here, but in this, we can walk with God and allow the supernatural of the kingdom of God work through our life but there are steps that we have to take for it to operate and to stay with us. We have to believe the Word of God, believe that men have, were inspired by God to write this, what we call the Holy Bible, and take that Word and believe it, invest it in our life, study it, pray over it, and even pray the Word of God in our life and watch and see the change that's going to take place within us. You know, today is a good day. Today's the day the Lord's made, and, and He's given us opportunity to bring change in our life today. Take this opportunity and make the changes that you need to make. I want to pray with you before we go. I want to remind you, Sunday morning, we will be having service here at 9 a.m., and then the replay of that will be at 11 and at 6 on Sunday. Join us. Be a part of, of the worship service. If you want to come and attend the service, go to our website, praisechurchoflouisiana.com. You'll see the address. Come join us and be a part of the service and, and let God begin to work in your life. I want to pray with you. Those that have written in with the prayer request, I want to pray for you. And I want you to begin to pray for us that God would use us and God would work through our life as we pray for you, that God would use you to work through your life. If you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior, ask him to come in to forgive you of your sins, to work in your life and to be Lord over your life. In fact, why don't we do that right now? 
Why don't we pray this prayer? Pray it with me. Dear Jesus, Dear Jesus come, into my heart. come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my sins. And be Lord over my life. And be Lord over my life. And help change me. And help change that me. That I can walk with you the way I need to. That I can walk with you the way I need to. Heal my heart. Heal my heart. And heal my mind. And heal my mind. And heal my body. And heal my body. In the name of Jesus, in I pray. In the name of Jesus, Amen. we pray. Father, Amen. the prayer requests that have come in. I ask you to touch each and every yes, one of them, Lord. I ask you to heal their bodies. I ask you to touch their families. Yes, God. Father, right now, I ask you, Lord, that you'd begin to minister in that home. Yes, Jesus. I ask you, Lord, that you would touch the diagnoses that have been taking place in people's lives that's been given to people. Lord, we're going to listen to your report. Yes. We're going to stand upon your word. Amen. And Father, we ask you that healing come into their bodies right now in the name of Jesus. And we're asking you, Lord, that you'd give us a good report, that as we go back to the doctor to get results, that the reports come back good. Yes. Father, Father. touch them, Lord. Let cancer be removed from their bodies. Yes, God. Let nerve issues, Lord, be healed in their bodies, Lord. Family issues be healed right now in the name of Jesus. And those that are dealing uh, uh, the effects of this COVID in their personal lives or in their family or friends. Yes, God. I ask you, Lord, supernaturally. Yes, Jesus. That your hand would begin to touch them Father, and heal their bodies and remove this dreaded disease yes, out of their Lord. body right now Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Father, I ask you for freedom and peace in our lives. And we give you praise and give you glory for it. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Bill, why don't you close us out? And, and uh, I'm done with my teaching tonight. Tell them about the coming events. I think I might have said it already. But you did already. You rehearse it. You sound better than me. <laughs> well, the one thing I was going to say earlier was um, you stopped reading in 1 John verses 1 through 7, but verse 8 is kind of where you went next. And some of you may want to look at that uh, verse. It says, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. And we encourage you to do, it's what we do in our lives every day and sometimes throughout the day at different times. Yeah. We don't want to be living in deception. We want to deal with the truth and the truth is not always easy to deal with. Sometimes it's very painful because the closer we get to God, you know, no evil can dwell in his presence. The word says that. And so... So when the closer we get to him and into his presence and in, in allowing his spirit to work in our life, all of our impurities become manifest, yeah. you know? And so we have to deal with those situations. Either we're going to make a decision to leave them alone and just let it go, or either we're going to make a decision to say, Lord, I want you in my life more than anything. There's nothing in this world that's worth me having separation between my relationship with my Heavenly Father and myself. So we just encourage you. We know that dealing with the truth sometimes is not always fun. We have to do it too. Everybody has to do it. It's, it's a constant process. We die daily. We live a lifestyle of repentance. And then daily, we ask for fresh infillings of the Holy Spirit because it's His Holy Spirit that's going to sustain us through every situation. So we just encourage you to, to follow the Lord. Let Him do His perfect work in your life. You know, we keep talking about the Holy Spirit and about the supernatural, but the first step is the salvation, the prayer that He just led you in, accepting Jesus Christ, and then don't stop there. Talk to the Lord. You may feel like you don't know how to pray, but just talk to him. Just like you'd talk to a person sitting, sitting beside you at a table. And, and just talk to him and say, Lord, I want to know you more. I want to, ha to have an intimate relationship with you. I want you to reveal yourself to me. <laughs> reveal your heart to me. And help me to grow in you. And your life will never be the same. God does amazing things through his people when they are yielded. That's all he's looking for. And just to echo what you already stated, Sunday morning at 9 a.m., we'll have a service right here in our Gonzales campus. If you want to come here and join us, you're more than welcome to. And you also can tune in online 
Maybe you're not in a position where you're able to attend the service. Maybe because of where you live or maybe you're still needing to protect yourself due to the COVID-19 warnings and things of the guidelines and things of that nature. And uh, so you can watch online uh, at 9 a.m. either on YouTube. You can get our app on your phone or your mobile device and you can watch it that way. Go to our website at praisechurchoflouisiana.com or right here on Facebook as well. Or I don't know where you're watching from right now. I'm monitoring both uh, uh, some of the different sites right now while we're sitting here. But um, also, uh, we want to remind you that we will re-air that broadcast at 12 o'clock noon and then again at 6 p.m. So if by chance you miss it the first time, it will be available also in our archives that you can check it out at various times. And we encourage you, if the messages are a blessing to you, to share them with others. It's our prayer that you have a blessed week, blessings upon you and yours, and that you walk in the health and strength of the Lord, that you feel his presence everywhere you go. Let his Holy Spirit guide and direct your steps and receive the peace that only he can give. We love you, and we always say we believe that God has a miracle just for you.